Hello, and welcome to the Man Up University podcast. Thank you for coming out to listen to the next episode. Today's episode is going to come from Matthew eleven twenty nine, and we're continuing on in the series of the commands of Christ. In Matthew eleven twenty nine, it says, "Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart." and you'll find rest for your souls. Let's read that again. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. What does it mean by this command? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The learn from me part, that's that's easy. But take my yoke, Yoke, when I think of yoke, I think of oxen, I think of eggs. But that's not the type of yoke he's referring to here. When we look at the oxen, usually there's this bar, this yoke, that is placed on a pair of oxen to help lighten the burden. So whatever the burden is, whatever the work, load is that it simplifies the process and makes it easier to carry it and from what I understand from listening to another pastor was that the way they would yoke these oxen up would be an older oxen yoked with a younger oxen and the reason why they would do that would be that the older oxen knew exactly what to do. They were experienced. They had been doing it and plowing the fields regularly. And the younger oxen, um, they didn't. And they might be full of more energy or might go out of control of trying to be left to themselves or you pair up two young oxen. So the yoking required somebody of knowledge and somebody who didn't have that experience or knowledge so we look at that and and what jesus is trying to say is take my yoke upon you and it's interesting because if we look at the words it says the word take is the word iro a-i-r-o and this means to deliberately lift or to deliberately take up the fact that Jesus used the word Iro implies that one must deliberately invite Jesus into the harness so he can help us pull the plow. The word yoke is the Greek word for zugos, and this is described as the wooden yoke that joins two animals together so they could combine their strength to pull a load that generally wouldn't have been too difficult for one animal to pull by itself. This yoke would make the team inseparable. As a result, they were stronger and their combined strength made their task much easier. So this is actually what Jesus is offering to the weary and tired worker. Jesus offers to come alongside the worker and and join him in his responsibilities or the things that he has to do. 
However, the worker or the weary soul has to make a deliberate choice to enter into this working relationship and to come under the yoke of Jesus intentionally. He has to take the yoke of Jesus upon himself, reaching out by faith to lift it up and place it upon himself. The thing about being yoked to anything or anybody is that it has to be a premeditated, determined choice. It's, it's a choice of will. It's not something that is placed upon us intentionally. It is a free will choice. So it's not something that just happens accidentally, and it's not something that is forced upon us. Just as two animals that are yoked together make a job much more easier and manageable, the strength of us and Jesus combined is unbeatable, not because of our strength, but because of his strength. Because we can do all things in Christ Jesus, it says in Philippians 4. That is why the Lord went on to say in Matthew 11:30, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So he's extending an invitation to us to have an awareness of who he is and his character. And through that awareness, understand that the yoke that he's trying to apply is to help us in our daily lives, to help us make the decisions and choices that we have to make because when we look back at it it's learning from him for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls have you ever gone out on a vacation and came back even more tired than when you first left or have you ever gone home thinking you know what I can't wait to get home so I can rest, only to continue to try and find something on Netflix to watch, or flipping through the channels of the TV, or through the phone, and once, all this time that you thought that you were resting, you actually maintained your tiredness? It's interesting how that works out, because what our culture dictates is that rest is the absence of work. But that's not necessarily the case. Rest is not necessarily the absence of work. There's an actual resting that is required. Like when we truly rest is when we're actually resting, when we're you know we're, we're sleeping, but we're we're really just not doing anything. We're just relaxing, and that doesn't mean we're on our phone or it doesn't mean we're watching TV. You know, uh, we are just relaxing. And to find rest for our souls is an offer that Jesus is making for us because we go through life so anxious and so nervous and so built up around what the circumstances that are surrounding us are providing for our uh, interior, for our, our inner person, that we allow it to overwhelm us. and. We live in this way that is just work, 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 do, 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 schedule, 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 schedule. And by the time we get home, we're just plopping ourselves on the couch or, you know, and even then we, we get home and we still have to do work or make food or cook or clean or whatever it is. And we don't ever really have a time to intentionally be restful. And I, 
I just want to point that out. It says you, you will find rest for your souls when we take our yoke up and learn from Him. Because we can read throughout the New Testament about what happened in Jesus' life, what choices He made, how He lived His life, how He carried on, the character that He has in his Himself. We can learn from those things. And when we learn from those things, we learn many things. We're always reading about Jesus running away to pray. He's always spending time in prayer. He's always spending time alone with the Father. And then he spends time uh, with the disciples. And then on other times, he spends time in the group. But you always find him in time. He never seems rushed. He never seems anxious or nervous. He never seems that he's being pushed in places where he doesn't want to be, with the exception of the cross. You always get the sense that he knows exactly what it is that he is going to be doing because he's being intentional about it. And the thing about being intentional is that he is doing exactly what the Lord wants him to do what his father wants him to do he only speaks to us with what the father wants to, him to speak and we can learn from that and we can learn from that example of having his yoke upon us so we can walk in his ways it says in john 13:15 i have set you an example that you should do as i have done for you or even philippians 2:5 your attitude should be the same as that of christ jesus 1 Peter 2.21 To this you were called because Christ suffered for you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. 1 John 2.6 Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Isaiah 30.21 Whether you turn to the right or to the left your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way. Walk in it. In Psalms 116.7 it says, Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Jeremiah 6.16 says, This is what the Lord says, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths, Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it. That Jeremiah 6.16, that is a very powerful verse because it looks like it's an application that we can make on a daily basis. When we are standing at a crossroad and we are looking and we are trying to decide which direction we should be heading, whether it be the left or to the right. This road could possibly have a deep and long-lasting impact on our lives. And if we make the wrong decision, it could lead us to a bad place. It could lead us to pain. It could lead us to more suffering, un unnecessary suffering. It could lead us to the consequences of our actions. And that is why it would be good to be reminded is that in all decisions, in all things, when we're at the crossroad, look, if we ask for, the, for wisdom, 
It says, ask for the ancient past. The ancient past being the, those are the things that have been written down in the Bible for many thousands of years. Ask where the good way is. Well, where is the good way? The good way is going towards the Father, going towards His will. Because He's not going to lead us astray. He's not going to lead us to a place where it's going to harm ourselves. It's gonna, he's going to lead us to a place that's going to maximize what we will be, what our fulfillment will be. And it's not necessarily our own desires, our own wants, our own, you know, because there's a lot of times where we think there's a specific thing that we really, really want. And when we do receive that, we find out that it's nothing like what we really wanted when we initially expected it. And because of that, if we know that our Father has our best interests at hearts in growing us and, and, and having a relationship with us, and He loves us, He loves us so much, He wants us to be fulfilled, and He understands what leads to that fulfillment. It's Him. It's Him. What leads to that complete fulfillment and relationship in Christ is Him. And we battle with that flesh. We take that battle on that crossroad every single day. Now here's the problem with that crossroad is that sometimes we're looking at that crossroad and yet we have somebody yapping in our ear. Somebody's yapping and telling us, yeah, you got to go to the left one because look, that looks a lot easier. Look at the left road. That looks like it's going to be a piece of cake. Why don't you take that? That's going to be better for you. Take that way. Look, the destination is right there. It's much closer. It looks like it's downhill. It looks like it's easier. That's what you should take. And that's when our awareness has to come in, our discernment has to come in, our processing of what choice to make has to come into play. We have to understand how we process things and how we pre-decide things because there are times where we have had pre-decisions, but we have to re-recognize what those pre-decisions are and if they are biblical if they are things that have been taught to us what the based off of what the word said if they are characteristics or actions that would be good and pure motive or or things that jesus do you know we had that that outreach program many years ago what you know wwjd what would jesus do but i'd like to challenge you not what would jesus do but how about hwjl how about how would jesus live how would he live? And if we go back to the New Testament, we see that he lived for serving the Father. That's what he lived for. So I'd like to encourage everybody today who's listening to take the yoke upon themselves, to ask God to share in those burdens, to share in that yoke, so that way we can learn from him. We can walk in his ways and we can find rest for our souls. I encourage us all to seek that truth, to seek that wisdom, seek that knowledge, to make it easier when we're at the crossroads, to make the decision that is the good way and find that rest. So I'd like to close us out in prayer today. <sighs> Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity for fellowship. Thank you for all the blessings that you bestowed upon us. You're so graceful and merciful. We're thankful for that. 
Father, today we were reading and talking about taking your yoke upon us. We were talking about how we could learn from you and walk in your ways that you've led before us, Father God. And you know how difficult it is sometimes because you walk that path. You can relate to us because you lived and walked on this earth and you left us a shining and sterling example. But you didn't leave us to do it alone. For you will become a part of our yoke. You will become a part of the strength that lives within us to be able to strengthen us, to be able to lighten that burden and walk down the path where you have guided us down in the first place. So Father, we just ask you that you will be with us when we're at the crossroads, that you will convict us of the right choice to make when we're looking left and right and don't know what to decide. And even when we think we do know what to decide, that you place it in our hearts to pray about it, to seek you about it, to seek your wisdom about it. May we continually seek you in prayer and may we continually seek your wisdom and knowledge and guidance. May you be a lamp to our feet so we know which direction to go, for we know which way the world wants us to go. And that leads us down a path of destruction. And Lord, we call you ourselves your servants, and in doing so, we, will, we are willing to serve you with our whole hearts and our whole minds. So Father, be a part of our life, in our, in our minds, in our hearts, be a part of our relationships, be a part of our families, be a part of our finances, our businesses, our careers. Be a part of everything, Father God. We invite you now. We invite you now into all those things to be a part of, to help us make those decisions and make those choices that they are pleasing to you and honorable to you. May it be a blessing unto you as you bless us with your grace and mercy. Father God, I ask right now that you bring to mind times in our lives when we, we don't take your yoke upon us, we don't seek your wisdom. Remind us and convict us every single day in those moments when we try to take it upon ourselves and we try to do it all by ourselves. Remind us, Father God, that we don't have to do it by ourselves that you are with us, that you give us strength, you lighten the load, and you lighten that burden, Father God. So remind us daily, convict us daily, Father God. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for coming out and listening once again. We appreciate your support of this men's ministry. If you have any questions, you can always contact us at manupuniversity.org. If uh, you'd like to go ahead and follow us or comment or subscribe or like on the social media channels, we have Facebook at The Man Up University. If you wanted to look at us on um, Instagram, we can be found at man underscore up underscore university. If you are using Twitter, you can find us at you man up you. So once again, we appreciate the fact you're coming out and support us. We'd love to hear feedback from you, positive or negative, or if you have some prayer requests, or if you have something that you'd like to submit and, and request for, for a podcast idea, we're open to all those things. So today, let's learn from him. Let's be gentle and humble in heart, and we'll find rest for our souls. Everybody be a blessing today.